With Father's Day just a few days away, I'd like to take what time we have to share just a couple of passages that I think are especially important for dads. Now, what's also important is to recognize the times in which we live. We are living in difficult and even desperate times, are we not? That's why your role as a dad is as vital as it's ever been in the history of mankind. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. We men need to really step it up. We need to embrace biblical truth. We need to be bold in proclaiming it. And we need to lead our families. There are a number of verses that I'd like to share, but uh, I'll limit myself to just a couple because of our time frame. First of all, I want to encourage you, fellow dads, to assume your role as a spiritual father in your household. You can be a physical dad. That's one thing. That's certainly a privilege. But you need to be a spiritual dad as well. The Apostle Paul was writing to believers at Corinth, a a church with all kinds of problems and division, and he made this statement to them in chapter 4, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning with verse 15. Paul said, For though you have countless guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I urge you then... Be imitators of me. Now, Paul was the one that presented the truth of the Word of God for the first time to many in the city of Corinth. A number responded. They came to faith. They were born from above. They had new spiritual life because they embraced the good news of the gospel. And Paul recognized he had that unique privilege. But he also is stating that he had a certain position of spiritual leadership, which you have as a dad, a position of leadership in the life of your wife and in the life of your children. And when it comes to your role as a spiritual father, we need to recognize it is a privilege. Now, if you also had the privilege of literally introducing the gospel to your son or daughter, who then came to trust Jesus Christ as Savior, that's an incredible uh, privilege, to say the least. Having had that privilege with my children, I can remember those days when they came to faith as if it were yesterday, although many years has passed. Regardless of whether or not you have personally led your children to the Lord or someone else may have been instrumental, in fact, as I say that, I'm reminded that I had the privilege of leading my dad to the Lord. I'm a spiritual father to my physical dad. And that was unique. And I have a letter from him where he thanks me for introducing him to Jesus Christ. So although others may introduce our children to the Savior, regardless, when you are a dad, you are a spiritual leader in your family. And you need to assume that leadership role. But I hear someone saying, John, I've heard this before, but I really don't know the Bible very well. That's, uh, that's an honest appraisal, and, and I appreciate that. And neither did I. When I came to faith, I had never, as far as I could recall, ever read the Bible. 
And so if you're worried about your lack of knowledge, I certainly can relate. But what you've got to keep in mind is this. That should, number one, motivate you to learn the Word of God. But secondly, your leadership will be as much based upon your commitment to the Lord as it will be the depth of knowledge you have of the Scriptures. You do need to study the Word of God in order to lead. But you need to live out the truth that you do know. And if you do, you will be in a position of leadership. My wife grew up in a Christian home. She had memorized vast portions of the Word of God, the entire book of Philippians. She attended a Christian university, and then she meets me, (laughs) and we are to be married. I didn't know even the basic Bible stories, and yet she followed me, and the reason she followed me was that I obviously was in a love relationship with the Savior. And that challenged her. And I never even wondered whether or not I could provide leadership. I just lived to get to know the Lord better. And as a result, I naturally assumed a a position of leadership, despite the fact that my wife knew far more than I ever did. When we were heading down to Dallas Theological Seminary, she was telling me Bible stories. Here I am going to a seminary. When I found out I was studying Greek and Hebrew, I asked why. I didn't realize that the Bible, the Old Testament, was primarily Hebrew, except for a few chapters in Aramaic, and then the New Testament in Koine Greek. I didn't even know. So don't let your lack of exposure to truth stop you from living out truth that will allow you to be a leader and then dig into the Word of God. Now, I see another man saying, but John... uh, I don't know the Word of God so well, but what's even worse is many times I have failed. I have failed my family. I've obviously lived in a way that that doesn't honor the Lord, and how can I lead my family? They're not going to listen to me. Well, first of all, when it comes to failing as a a father, welcome to the club. We all fall short, don't we? Here's what I would encourage you to do. And I had to do it a number of times. And that is, number one, admit your failings. And where necessary, seek forgiveness. Ask for anyone that you offended to to forgive you. If you have failed to assume the proper leadership in your family at times, acknowledge that and ask for forgiveness. But embrace your role as a spiritual father to your children. And then do what Paul says in verse 16. He says, I urge you, imagine this now, Paul talking to believers at Corinth. He is their spiritual father. He says, I urge you then be imitators of me. What in the world, Paul? How can you say that? What Paul's telling us to do is encourage your children to follow you as you follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ, Paul was saying. You're to be an example, an example to your wife, an example to your children. The question then becomes this, are you following Christ? Now again, we'll fall short. There's no two ways about it. God is gracious. He does forgive. But we need to also recognize that we are being watched. Our children are watching every step that we take. Now this was brought home to us when our children were quite young. We made a decision, personal decision, to to not drink alcohol. This was something that when we saw how alcohol had impacted a number of people we knew, including family members, we just decided that we wouldn't go down that path. 
and our children became aware of that. We didn't make it a big deal. And But what was fascinating is that we actually one time bought some non-alcoholic champagne, and we put it in the cupboard. And then one day we're talking and our children are acting kind of strange. And then they said, well, we know. And we said, you know what? And they went in and actually picked up the non-alcoholic champagne. And they didn't realize it was non-alcoholic. And they held it up as if to say, we caught you. Now, there is a great example of how our children watch. They see what we are doing. So embrace your role as a spiritual father, dads, and invite your children, encourage your children to follow you because you are following Jesus Christ. Now, something else that I think is vitally important, and that is we find in Ephesians chapter 6, it's addressed to fathers, but I think moms, you need to take this to heart as well. It says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. This is a very important verse. It's saying that we should not in any way mistreat, abuse, neglect our children. Because what will happen is it will provoke them to anger, provoke them to bitterness. Instead, we are to lovingly, gently bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. When our children are hurt, especially by us, when I work through someone's personal issues, I always begin with the need to forgive mom and dad. And my children have needed to forgive me. I'll tell you where you especially find a difficult situation. And that is when our children are hurt by those who profess to be Christians, especially in a church environment or in the environment of a Christian school. When our children are hurt by those that assume a position of authority and leadership in their lives, in a body of believers, or whether it be, again, in a Christian school, Sunday school, whatever it may be, when they are hurt or mistreated by other believers, it becomes a place where Satan begins to to really uh, try to encourage the anger that Ephesians 6.4 is talking about. And what will happen is that that anger that wells up within a child, if that young person doesn't deal with it, a lot of times it grows, it becomes a a level of bitterness that impacts that young person's entire life, and eventually, we've seen this, that anger and bitterness begins to grow and is directed to other people as well. Now, as I share these brief comments, I suspect that there's some dads saying, you know, I do the best I can, but I I just... uh, I feel inadequate. Hey, I can relate. I understand what you're talking about. I didn't grow up with a good example of this, and a lot of us have grown up in in homes where we didn't have a dad that was a spiritual leader. Another passage that I come back to on a regular basis, and that's in Hebrews chapter 12, beginning with verse 7. The author of Hebrews writes, It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? We should discipline our children. Verse 8, if you are left without discipline, in which all participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. In other words, if you're really a child, your father's going to discipline you. Then it says this, verse 9, besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not 
be much more subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they, earthly fathers, disciplined us for a short time, as it seemed best to them. But he, the Father in heaven, disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. I just love verse 10. For they, that's us dads, disciplined us for a short time. What is it, 17, 18 years? As it seemed best to them. In other words, we do the best we can. We will come up short. But the Father in heaven, he's going to discipline all of us for our good that we can share in his holiness. So fellow dads, we've got to step it up. This world's crazy. We've got to anchor our families to spiritual truth. We've got to protect them, encourage them. We've got to model living out the truth in a day in which truth is being largely rejected by our culture. I want to wish you a, a wonderful Father's Day, and I trust that our time together today has uh, offered some encouragement.